How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, sir. Come and get some on a Thursday morning. That's right. Guerrero was out on the highways and byways last night, driving down the road through the country roads of 301. It was midnight. It was me. It was a rare trucker every now and then going by, just driving in the cold, cold darkness of midnight, thinking about what could we talk about on the show today. It's Russell and Medhurst right here. We're 9 to noon each and every day. If you're new to the show, appreciate you sticking around. If you listen to Kevin each and every day, give us a few minutes here in the 9 o'clock hour before you walk into work. We appreciate it. Russell's on the other side of the board. Maddie's on the other side of the glass. He's at least protected from us. When you call in 301-230-0980, make sure you say hello to him. Good morning, Mr. Russell. He's protected from the shrapnel that that flies around this studio when we talk about certain issues and certain topics. Woo! Man, yesterday Shrapnel, spittle. A fiery, feisty last uh, 40 minutes or so of the radio showgram that I went back and listened to uh, yesterday afternoon. And obviously, Pete, we start, you know, look, it's February 2nd, 2023. It's Groundhog Day, right? Um, You know what the Groundhog said this, this, this time... Punks last year, Pete? yeah, you know, you know what Punxsutawney oh. Phil said oh. last year. I thought, I thought they're the commanders. <laughs> We're the commanders. Um, I thought that's why you went to Philadelphia. I mean, to uh, Pennsylvania yesterday. Well, I was to in Pennsylvania. In the yeah. Punxsutawney I tried to negotiate with Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, it's to not see- Phil. Yeah, Punxsutawney oh, Phil. It was Punxsutawney Pete. No, I I'm tried sorry. to, I tried to negotiate with him. Not to see a shadow, uh-huh. and considering there was no sunshine this morning, I'm thought, I, I thought there's no possible way you need light to see a shadow, and yet these morons said he saw a shadow. Six more weeks of winter because of this fictitious beaver that we pull out of the ground, or Wait whatever the hell it's you called. You calling people morons? I love it. I love it. What, yes. is, what is it, Matt? What is yes. what is what is Poxitani Phil? What is he really? Is he a beaver? Uh, he's a woodchuck, isn't he? I can't hear you. We can't hear you. He's a groundhog. Oh, that's right. Groundhog. Groundhog, beaver, yeah. same I mean, thing. Is a groundhog and a beaver? Yeah, I was going to say, kind of the same thing. <laughs> you live, I th- I both think we live should, in the ground. I think we should just, I, maybe it's because it's my idea. I just think we should, instead of calling him Punxsutawney Phil, we should just call him Punxsutawney Pete. Hey, I'm all for that. We can do that. Um, either did way, did you see Larry Holmes' uh, statue? I did not. Okay. Oh, you did not. Uh, I did okay. not. <laughs> You're like, I did not. You know, I, I, I would have loved to have done that, but uh, you know, no sighting of the heavyweight champion uh-huh. of the world. Uh, credit Navy, though, they played like heavyweight champions Attaboy. last night. Falls Church's own Daniel Deaver with a big game, 16 points, nine rebounds. Attaboy. Navy smacks around Lafayette, 50. Uh, three thirty-four. Uh, last night, thirty-four points. Yeesh. Yeah, that's a that's a ties a record for fewest points allowed in a Patriot League game mm. by Navy. Um, GW lose a tough one uh, to LaSalle last night. They shouldn't lose that game. Uh, top tier team in the A10. I'm sure they're going to be a little disappointed uh, by that uh, defeat last night. George Mason picks up a win over UMass Wizards. Of course, they were postponed due to Detroit still right. being stuck in Dallas. It's amazing to me though, and we see it all the time. Cities south of, you know, I don't know, like North Carolina on south across the country that get ice storms like this. Oh, they cannot handle it. And they're, they freak out. I mean, listen, this area is terrible, too, when that stuff happens. Yeah, but we, I mean, we have people, we have contractors, and we have state highway people that know what they're doing. They put salt down and everything like that. 
Texas, they don't even have the equipment for I, it. I they don't have the they don't have the, the the salt and all that other stuff. So it's been amazing to see how that has affected college basketball game. I know it was canceled last night down in Arlington, Texas. Obviously, the Wizards and Pistons. Uh, that game likely now looks like it may get when you look at scheduling, probably mid to late March uh, before that game can get made up. And you hate that for the Wizards because they've got such a great rhythm going right now. Mm-hmm. You don't. I know the rest will help them. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I know the rest is good for them. But have, when you're really rolling and you don't play from Monday now until Friday, Portland, I think, got another good win uh, yesterday. Uh, so they're playing good basketball. That's going to be a really testy group coming in here tomorrow night. So before you get your uh, Rick Ross postgame concert uh, come up coming up tomorrow night, you know I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover coming up tomorrow night following the game. We need Kyle Kuzma and Chris Tapsworzingis. I think you should join them. Bradley on stage. Bill. Hey, that'd be great. That'd be great for. I mean, I could do real. I mean, I could do the lyric to I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover. Rick Ross, if he gives me a microphone, I could do that, but that's where that's where I would have that, to stop. That's where it would end. That's I would where, embarrass myself. That's where Pete. Would, I can uh, write exit them. Left. I can write them. Ironically, my son well, performs them. I was going to say your son is. Yes, yeah. he could be a great opening act for Rick Ross. There you go. I didn't even think about that. All right. Um, so I'm glad you made it back safe. Um, you know, obviously yesterday, you mentioned the Wizards. Yesterday, of course, took on. And, and listen, we're we're going to get to the one year anniversary of two two twenty two and what a. <laughs> mishmash that has been. I'm surprised there's not like a bunch of big block twos sitting out in front of uh, FedEx Field. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> hey, I, Jason, I, there's an idea. Big put, block two, yeah. two, 22. I mean, maybe they could put that in mannequin style with the arm rods and, and uh, anyway. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we will get to the two, two, 22 stuff and one year later because uh, as ironically, one year um, well, actually, it was in the 8 o'clock hour, so it's been more than now one full year and, and plus an hour mm-hmm. that we were standing outside of FedEx Field because you and I were doing the afternoon show mm-hmm. at that point. So I went out to FedEx Field early that morning. It was cold. It wasn't brutal. And they had the media and the dignitaries and uh, some of the alumni and whatnot outside of the uh, of, of the stadium at FedEx uh, field and and right outside of then the Bud Light Pavilion, but I think it's something different now because Dan was Anheuser, proudly wearing his Letterman's jacket. Yeah, and and that was the last time I was anywhere close to Dan because you're right, he and T were there along with Jonathan Allen and Joe Theismann and Jason Wright and all that and all of of the alumni that they brought out, Pierre Garcon, Kedrick Olson, guys that I covered and got to know, uh, and so on and so forth. So we will talk one year later, but. You know, late yesterday afternoon, um, and 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 you never know how to exactly prepare for something like this. I didn't get to know Bobby Bethard personally. Uh, for all of the ex great Redskins that I've I've met and had some sort of dealing with, and of course, you know the legendary history of this organization. I didn't know Bobby. Personally, I don't ever remember meeting him. If I did, I don't remember it, and that's pretty bad. I'm sure I would remember it, okay? Uh, Never interviewed him, never got – my again, my recollection is never got to meet him. When when you get word that he passed away yesterday afternoon – he passed away earlier this week, but we got word of it late yesterday afternoon. Even though you don't know somebody personally, you know what he meant to this city – you know what he meant to that organization, which has gone woefully wrong since a couple of years after Bobby left it. Mm-hmm. Not right away, not right away. They obviously won a, their last championship a couple of years after he left. He largely built that, t- or built a large part of that team along with Charlie Casterly. Great interview with Kevin uh, that is available on on uh, on, on the Team Nine Eighty dot com. Uh, and uh, on Rewind um, with Charlie Casserly kind of reliving all of the moves and, and the history and hiring Joe Gibbs and whatever. Even though I didn't know him personally, Pete, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I mean, you know, Alzheimer's, which is what he was suffering from. I don't have a lot of experience, but I have some. And it it robs you of not only your quality of life, 
But I was reading a story from Jim Trotter yesterday that Jim Trotter wrote in 2018 because he was close to the Beathard family from his time on the beat with the Chargers mm-hmm. and Bobby's turn out there after he left Washington and they got struck a relationship. And Trotter, uh, and he posted it yesterday. It was great. Um, he was talking about how in Canton, in August of 2018, when Bobby was inducted, the Redskins then sponsored a, a big party, you know, 75-ish guests, what have you. Bobby, at that point, was already suffering so much from, you know, the effects of Alzheimer's that he wasn't – he already thought he was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Because he had been there so many times to honor all the players, players that he had drafted and, and yeah. coach and 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 so on and so forth, and because he had been inducted into the Redskins Ring of Honor, Fame, mm-hmm. whatever they call it, uh, at the stadium in 2016. I think that was the last time he was at the stadium. I could be wrong on that. He already thought he was there, and 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 Trotter starts off this story, you know, talking about how they were at a private room at Gervasi Vineyard. Uh, I've been to that place in Canton. It's a wonderful, wonderful spot. I, I mean, I, I could just imagine like the setting and what and and just how cool that must have been to be among Redskins and football royalty, right? That's it. it, it I mean, if you ever go to Canton, I would highly suggest you go to Gervasi uh, Vineyard. It's about ten minutes away from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I pass it all the time. Um, but then I was struck by the fact. Oh my God. Like, and I don't say this to be mean, but this just shows you how powerful that disease is. That Bobby, as Jim talks and and tells the story, again, was there to celebrate him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. But because of the Alzheimer's, he already, again, was under the impression, according to his family. and and, And they were just happy that they knew that he was getting into the Hall of Fame and prop like the pro football, not not just the Redskins, the pro football, like yeah, forever sure. enshrined. And that story struck me. It it, it struck me. Uh, and then when I saw Bobby's shrine uh, or sh- not shrine bust, and then when I went actually to the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple of months. Maybe I think it was like February of 2019, so less than a year after he was inducted. Like they have in the atrium when you first walk in, that current year's class, they have special like, um, I guess it would be like lockers, if I remember correctly, like, um, you know, individually enshrined glass, you know, enclosed. And it almost like was a locker type setting. And they had, you know, the tribute, all of Bobby stuff there. And again, I didn't know him well. I knew of him. I knew how what he meant. All that to see all that, even though I never again had any personal dealings with him, was awesome. And it just struck me yesterday. Gosh, you know we have so many problems in the world. Bobby Beathard wasn't one of them, and a good man was lost. Think about his career, and I'm not sure. I mean, you could make a case. You could make a case that Bobby Beathard is the greatest football executive ever. He was the director of player personnel over a two-year period where the Dolphins went 26-2, and mm-hmm. obviously had the perfect season, became the general manager in Washington, and ironically in D.C. because of George Allen. You and I were talking about this before the show. Imagine... Back then, they had nowhere near the resources they have now in scouting, video, all Mm -hmm. that stuff, right? Imagine back then, you had 12 rounds of an NFL draft that you had to prepare for. And and even years before that, it was even deeper. Um, You know, in the early 70s, like Washington, I was reading, had a guy who was picked in the 17th round that actually played in the league, um, which is kind of weird to think. When you're thinking about how many football players that was, I'll never forget in the mid, I think it was in the mid to late 60s, if a team drafted you, they sent you a letter because there was no TV covering the draft, you know, pick by pick, round by round. Um, 
you know, I, I know guys in that time that got letters from teams. Hey, we drafted you in the, you know, 14th round. Um, training camp will begin on a such and such a date. We'd love to have you here. Please report for yeah. your physical. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's kind of, but that just goes to show you how far we've come. And ironically, ironically, Bobby's, Bobby's first draft, thanks to George Allen, who had traded away all kinds of selections. I mean, all kinds of picks. Bobby Beathard's first draft with this team, his first pick was, a, was in the sixth round. And in his first draft, only two guys uh, made it on the in, in the NFL in his first draft. But you can figure one was a sixth round pick, the other guy was an eighth round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Green, you know, had some time as a running back uh, here in Washington. But you know, Bobby's specialty was not only seeing the obvious, but also seeing the gems. Okay, he left no stones unturned. His fir- er, unturned his first draft, he drafted a guy from a Division three school. His second draft, he drafted a guy from an, not one of the major HBCUs, uh, an obscure Division II HBCU player out of the SIAC at a, at a now defunct Knoxville College. The, the program doesn't even exist uh, anymore. His first draft, you know, as I said, only had two players. The second one was kind of a start in the right direction. They only had five picks that year, four of those guys. Three of them would eventually play major roles on the team. Donnie Warren, who was their first pick in the fourth round. And then Rich Mallott, who was a seventh-round pick. And how about this? And I know Doc Walker and I talk about this player all the time whenever people ask us about you know Redskins from that time. Monty Coleman. Mm. Monty Coleman was not only an awesome football player, he's one of the best leaders that has ever put on the burgundy and gold. I'm not sure there's ever been a player more respected inside of a Washington locker room than Monty Coleman. And here's an 11th round pick out of Central Arkansas. Had 49 and a half career sacks. Was an awesome special teams player in particular uh, from, from the day he got off the bus here in Washington. The 80 draft, they only had three out of eight guys have any kind of a career in the NFL. But his first ever number one pick. Bobby Beathard's first ever number one pick here in Washington, Hall of Famer, James Arthur Monk, Mm -hmm. who was a running back for a good portion of his career at Syracuse. And then the draft that really changed the fortunes of the team was the 81 draft. The 81 draft is the one that turned it all around. Mark May, who could be certainly considered for the Hall of Fame, Russ Grimm, who's in the Hall of Fame, Dexter Manley, fifth-round pick, who had a 103-and-a-half sacks. Larry Kubin was a terrific backup linebacker and special teams performer. Charlie Brown, one year later, would be catching a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Daryl Grant, out of Rice, a ninth-round pick, one of the most important touchdowns in the history of the franchise off mm-hmm. the deflection by his draft mate, Dexter Manley. Oh, and did you know one of the more unsung heroes of this, this franchise during that time, 12th round selection out of Portland state. He was the other half of this potent college football combination. Neil Lomax was the quarterback who was drafted by the Cardinals and his running mate, was Clint Didier in the twelfth round? In the twelfth freaking round out of Portland State. Here's how good Bobby Beathard was. Ready for this? In that same draft, not only did he mention, did he draft all those great guys that you just mentioned? Bobby Beathard was so good that he drafted eventual NHL Hall of Famer Phil Kessel <laughs> as well in the tenth round. No, I'm just teasing. Phil Kessel same was name. a quarterback. Same name. Yeah. Uh, but but. Obviously, I couldn't resist, but yeah. Th- but think I about mean, this. Think about this, Chris. And and wasn't Jac- well? It would just be before you do mm-hmm. the think about this. Wasn't Jacoby? Jacoby was Jacoby undrafted, was an undrafted right? free agent, and and at, at that year as well, right? Uh, I would have I, to look I that up specifically that was the case because Kevin. Yeah, because he, he played. Was talking, yeah, when he, he was talking the, with with Charlie, they right. were talking about how. You know, they thought Joe Jacoby was a defense, or Joe Gibbs thought Joe Jacoby initially was a defensive lineman because of how big he was. And he was talking about how and touting 
Um, and, and again, it was a great interview with Charlie, uh, you know, because Charlie was a young scout at that time, but quickly moving up the board. And he talked about the evolution of Bobby Beathard, you know, who, of course, was getting his first opportunity as a GM after a successful run as a lead scout and, and, and personnel guy for Don Shula and the Dolphins and the undefeated yeah. Dolphins who beat the then Redskins uh, 14 to 7 in the 72 Super Bowl and so on and so forth. How he talked, of course, he hired Joe Jackson Gibbs. Yes, that's the brilliant stroke of genius. But he talked about how inclusive the draft process was. You mentioned how many rounds it was. Uh, And more importantly, like, if you saw a guy and you liked him and others hated him and had a negative impact or a negative impression, Charlie was like, screw them. Believe in yourself. Let's sign him. What's the worst that could happen? We have too many guys? You know, that type of thing. And I believe, again, Jacoby was brought in as an undrafted free agent. We all know he's been screwed out of the Hall of Fame and all that uh, all these years later, which is kind of how ironic, how great of a career he had, how meaningful he is, and yet he was undrafted and has been screwed out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, and so on and so forth. But like that they had already drafted May, Grimm, uh, Gary Sayre, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Sire? Say- Sayre? Um, they had already drafted, uh, let me see here, uh, Alan Kennedy, who was a tackle. They had drafted four or five guys in that draft. And then Jacoby you bring in came Jacoby. In and, and outperformed both right. uh, Sayre and uh, Kennedy because Sayre never played in the right. league. Right. Uh, Kennedy, I think, played like a handful of games. Um, so. But Joe outperformed all those guys. So Bobby drafted here because obviously in 83, the first round pick was Daryl Green. He drafted and, you know, was instrumental in developing three Hall of Fame players. You could argue Jacoby should be a fourth um, with, with this team. So, I mean, that that's a that's an immense eye for talent. And Daryl Green being the Hall of Famer out of what was then Texas A&M Kingsville, or it was Texas A&I, now it's Texas A&M uh, Kingsville, um, you know, his ability to identify that smaller college guy as well. And again, mm-hmm. at a time when we didn't have all of these s- sensational tools, if you were in scouting or in general managing, uh, that you have now, you know, Jay Schrader was a catcher at UCLA, and many people thought he got drafted by the Blue Jays of Major League Baseball. A lot of people thought Jay Schrader was going to be a, a Major League Baseball player, and maybe he should have. Short-term Jay Schrader, in a short-term, had some good moments as a quarterback for Washington and was, again, part of the genius that was Joe Gibbs and his offensive staff. I mean, they could have made you a viable NFL quarterback, at least for a couple of games. So, I mean, it was just it was it's little little things, you know, all in the detail uh, that made Bobby Beathard who he was. And think about this: I mean, San Diego had fallen on some hard times after that Fouts, John Jefferson, Charlie Joyner group uh, was done, and then Bobby came in there and rebuilt them, helping them to uh, a Super Bowl, um, and they hadn't won a division in like nine or ten years. And he got that program turned around over an 11-year period uh, as the general manager uh, there with San Diego. He was simply excellent at what he did. Uh, You could argue, based on the success with the Dolphins, with Washington, with San Diego, when we talk about the top five football executives of all time, there's no doubt, just as we were discussing yesterday, Tom Brady, and, I, and I, I give Rob Cherry from WIP, I listened to WIP a lot yesterday, obviously being up there on the Northeast Extension uh, for most of the day. I give Rob Cherry, their nighttime late-night host, comes on at 10 o'clock. Way to go, WIP, 24-7 live and local. I love it. But Rob Cherry planted the flag in the ground and still insisted Joe Montana is better than Tom Brady. He would have Montana one, Brady two. So as we were discussing the GOAT at the quarterback position yesterday because of Brady's retirement, if you go even deeper on football executives, you could argue Bobby Beathard's success puts him at the top of that list. At the top of the list. Just take his time from Miami through San Diego. His last three jobs. The success that he had. The Hall of Famers he was part of bringing in. Mm-hmm. The success that those teams had. You could argue Bobby Beathard is the greatest football executive of all time. 
You really could. I think he was the third executive ever to be inducted uh, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think I remember uh, reading that. If you've got some memories of Bobby Beathard and certainly those glory days you want to share, we'll take some calls. 301-230-0980. And, you know, again, Mark Rippon, sixth-round selection out of Washington State. And they end up winning a Super Bowl championship uh, with with him. I mean, it's just you look at his – Draft success. Were there some misses? Of course there were. Every every general manager has some. But what he was able to do uh, with this football uh, organization, unmatched, hasn't been matched since then, may never be matched again. May never be matched again. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, when you have somebody like that, you want to make sure that you, you keep them in the fold, 301-230-0980. We're off and running on a Thursday morning on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Something that something happened to our board because we don't hear the music, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say uh, I thought it was my. Are headsets. we on the air? We are, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can hear you. You the can music, hear me. We heard the music start and then it went away yeah. quickly. I thought it was my headset, so I started messing around so with I. my headsets, and I then I realized that Pete the same was confused thing. too. So <laughs> either way, I think we're off uh, and and running. All right. So before we get to uh, some phone calls on Bobby Bathard and his legacy, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty three zero one two three zero. Zero nine eighty. By the way, played through. for played for both organizations. He was a general manager for. Uh, played a year with the Redskins. Played a year with the Chargers in the mm. AFL, as well. Uh, Quarterback. If I heard correctly, his his. So let me ask you this, because this is Casserly. My, my GPS was going just bonkers during this period of time where I was listening to Kevin on Rewind. Uh, with the Casserly interview. So mm-hmm. it was not live, right? Um, so I heard, I, I may have misheard this part, but I wanted to ask you because I wasn't here. 
but you live here mm-hmm. and you grew up here. Why did he leave the organization? It was alleged, I think, if I heard correctly through Kevin, that Joe wanted more control, mm-hmm. and Charlie was uh, Charlie was was pretty Charlie was pretty, from what I heard, was pretty um, diplomatic. <sighs> diplomatic, yeah, but Charlie was like, if somebody told you that Joe Gibbs didn't have control, and you know, that's not true. I, like basically. He was saying Bobby Beathard went to his grave, not really telling what happened. And and, and I was curious because, I mean, I mean, obviously they had won two Super Bowls and made it to a third mm-hmm. in this tenure. And a, what, a year and a half or so after the Think about, second Super Bowl, the, right. the, one, the one in San Diego mm-hmm. against the Broncos, Bobby Beathard leaves during the prime of his career, goes to San Diego, and builds a Super Bowl Actually, contender there. And, and he had done a year. Uh, he'd done at least one year. He was working for NBC uh, when he left here. He didn't oh, go. So, to, oh, he, he didn't, didn't go, go directly. To, directly to the no, Chargers. He didn't okay. go directly from here okay. to the Chargers. I didn't realize that. Okay, but think about this. I mean, I'm still. A, I'm it's still okay. like 14 years old uh, no, at but that point. Think about this. You know, I, I, I look as you and I. We were talking about. We were joking about with Matt before the show. Um, you won't find two guys in this building more nerd-like with information than Kevin Sheen and myself uh, as it relates to the history of this team and all this other stuff. Um, but think about the coaches in the league at that time. You had Parcells who famously said, hey, if they want you to coach the team, they should let you shop for some of the groceries. Mm-hmm. Okay, You had Bill Walsh at that time in the early 80s. Uh, uh, chief rival of Parcells and uh, and Gibbs at that time, um, who I'm sure had say on some of his certainly offensive talent uh, that they were using. But remember, remember the two greatest weapons, the two greatest weapons for Joe Montana during that time. Oh yeah, two small college guys. Sure. Okay, <laughs> Jerry Rice. Mississippi Valley State, John Taylor, Delaware State. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you know, the ability to uncover those kind of gems in scouting and in terms of your draft, in terms of your player development, you know, that Phil Sims, Moorhead State. Mm-hmm. Okay? Phil Sims was Moorhead State. Parcells made him look like a genius in the right. Super Bowl. He's 22 of 25. Right. Um, throwing to Bavaro. You know, Joe Morris, undersized running back, but played at Michigan. So your three top coaches at that time, as their stardom rose, I think they all, I think they all felt a sense of power, mm-hmm. a sense of I should have a little more control. Because just like players now in the NBA, we talk about how much it's more a player driven league now than an executive driven league. Back then, your coaches didn't really have maybe Vince Lombardi and the role he had in Green Bay uh, was was one of the few that may have had a little more influence on uh, the the talent that they had. But as you you, you think about that time, coaches didn't have Mm -hmm. the the ability to gain power like a Ron Rivera has right right now here in Washington. That was blasphemy uh, back at that time. You had to have... Uh, an executive, you know, you had to have a, a Joe Thomas, an Ernie Accorsi, yes. uh, you know, George Young, George Young, who was the general. Look, George Young, George of- Young had Ernie Accorsi working underneath of him, and Parcells coaching. Yeah. That is his. That might be as good a, you know, a, a group. I mean, the fact that you had Gibbs, Bobby, and Charlie yeah. working all together at the same time. Yep. I mean, think about how good that was. There's a reason why those teams were that good. Yeah. Back then, yep. In addition to twelve and uh, twelve rounds in the draft and all that stuff, yeah, but you know, again, gives you an opportunity to, to discover you can more take diamonds some chances, in the rough. Right, and, you can take some yeah. chances late in those drafts. Right. I mean, you go back and look all through the years. I mean, you had a bunch of uh, Bobby drafted a, a guy out of Henderson State, which is an NAIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Fells, his son Miles, actually ended up uh, playing running back for us at Navy. Um, you know, but it, it allowed you, it afforded you the opportunity having 12 rounds, mm-hmm. to take some chances on some right. small college gems. And if they worked out, great. And if not, 
you know, we was going to sweat you over a 12th round pick. Now that we only have a seven round draft, you need all, most of those guys to hit for you uh, because you've got such a smaller, uh, you know, pool to, to pick from. But that was Bobby's, that was Bobby's genius is Bobby was able to, and look, did he miss on some guys? Absolutely. Uh, they all did. Uh, when you, when you have 12 rounds, you're going to miss on uh, some dudes. Like I said, his first couple of drafts, he didn't have a number one pick until uh, the Mark May draft. Right. So, you know, but again, I mean, in the first four years, he selected three Hall of Famers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, picked up an undrafted free agent. That should have been uh, a Hall of Famer. Let's squeeze some calls in here. 312-30-0980. Sabago's way back. She knows about Bobby Bethard's greatness. She knows about leadership. Doc, what's up, Sabah? <laughs> hey, guys. Um, we can't hear Sabah. We're I not didn't... hearing that board in there, Matt. That's what it is. Yeah, and the phone thing what? is up. So Yeah, so we're... We, Wait, do you hear me? Here in the board. Hello? So, Sabah, we got to put you back I on. I can hear you. Until we can figure out the little technical snafus that we're having. But again, you know, when you go back. It's probably a Hoffman thing. He screws <laughs> well, no, we up were, this board no, and this we were, studio. No, we, were every... here, we heard the music and everything up until the last commercial break. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Craig, I, Craig does mess, like, Craig does like, mess some stuff up. But I we're just not gonna, felt like blaming Craig Hoffman we're not gonna, for no we're not gonna, reason. We're not going to kill Craig. <laughs> we were talking about shrapnel and all that stuff. I just, I just unloaded on Hoffman. By the way, the the other thing about about Bobby Beathard too is, he I'm w- a mean guy. I mean, just before you go, mm-hmm. I'm a mean guy. I just threw Hoffman under the bus the other night. I was cracking a joke on Twitter that Kevin Sheehan wasn't hanging out in the front row with Van Pelt and uh, Gary Williams at the <laughs> Indiana game. Meanwhile, poor guy was going through uh, you know a family situation as he described. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a mean. I you know I'm I'm crush, I crushing Ron Rivera. I'm so I you know Ron what? Rivera is not and allowed to what? take a day you off. You were proven wrong. No, because I wasn't they interviewed wrong. Anthony Lynn. Okay, while he was deal. out there in San Francisco, Ron, he's Yay! doing some work. You were saying you never said no, he wasn't going to no. do any, any you work. You said you've got an offensive coordinator yes, shirt going on, and he interviewed somebody while he Fine. was out there. Congratulations, happened to be convenient. So he did. That hey. That's Pebble smart Beach business. is not that far away from San smart Francisco. Business. Is he going to do business today? Is he interviewing anybody today? Hey, is he watching ma- eight is hours of film today? That is maximizing is his time. Is he watching eight hours of film today? He doesn't is have he, to right is now. Is he breaking down? No, he doesn't? No. I, you, you don't On need, February you, 2nd, he doesn't need to be doing You don't need to that. know how good Eric Bieniemy is or how, you know, how Anthony Lynn's look, structure has changed look, in the run game from let me ask San Diego stop, to Detroit stop, to San Francisco. Stop. stop. Okay, take the enema out of your rear end for a moment, okay? You don't think there's enough – you don't think Ron – first of all, Ron's played against Kansas City uh, recently. In the preseason and last year. Remember they got uh, – this franchise got rolled 38-0 in the first half or whatever by them a couple years ago. There is ample tape on what Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy have done uh, with that offense in Kansas City. Okay, Ron doesn't need to be soaking up eight hours of Kansas City Chiefs tape right now. Um, Ron, don't do any work, bud. Ron, you've done you've done your work. Have fun now for the next week. You look. First of all, you talk about going to the gym and everything, and I applaud you for that. But some of the fictitious hills that you climb (laughs) in this industry are, are are really tough ones, in my opinion, to see you die on. This one here, Ron, Ron basically spit in your face by saying, I got you, Rooster. Oh, we just interviewed Anthony Lynn for our offensive coordinator spot because your biggest contention was, and I'm, 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 I want to I quote you accurately, you have the senior bowl this week and you have an offensive right. coordinator search going on. So what did Ron do while he was out there on the West Coast? He interviewed an offensive coordinator candidate. Congratulations. He interviewed an offensive coordinator what's he candidate. Do, what's he doing right now? Probably having breakfast on the 18th green. 6.44 in the morning. I hope he's sleeping. But Probably Ron, not. Ron, Ron, look. Uh, here's Maybe the, he's listening on the Odyssey Here's app. the stupid thing. Hi, Ron. As you get older, for some Hi, reason, Ronnie. you wake up earlier. Okay? You know, I mean, I got home at 1 last night. I woke up at 6.40 this morning because I'm stupid. Um, but 
you 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 said you're in the middle of an offensive coordinator search, and that was one of the main reasons you were disappointed that he was out there playing golf. Well, guess what? He interviewed a major candidate for the position while he was out there. He didn't interview just some jabroni. He interviewed Anthony Lynn, as a legitimate bona fide guy that you would accept taking that position if he took it. Congratulations. Well, I mean, I, I mean would you like you, would look, you like uh, a bouquet? Look, look, wizard, look Rooster's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, because he's been had. He's been had here. You tried to come off the top rope and elbow drop on Ron, and Ron rolled out of the way at the last minute, and now you're rolling around in your slinglet in the middle of the ring, and the crowd is cheering as you are laying there in pain as Ron Rivera has moved out from underneath of you. He's getting ready to roll over. He is getting ready to roll over. Are you junior? He's getting ready to roll over, hook the leg, and we're going to get a Earl Hepner. One, two, three. Supposed to be my partner. Ding, ding, ding. Supposed to be my friend. Ring the bell, McMahon. Not my enemy. Not one of these. Not your enemy right now. Well, I'm, I'm just. One of, uh, I'm one of these I'm the minions of, that call up the, the show. I'm the minister of fairness. And yell at me, minister of fairness. I'm the minister of fairness for Ron Rivera right now. You're the secretary of BS. Ronald Eugene Rivera. No, that's you. That's you. I am never BS. President Biden on line on one. President Biden is on line one. He has a cabinet offering for you, the minister of BS. Right now. I'm the nicest guy I know. You can be a nice guy and still be a minister of BS. Ron, Ron just rolled out from underneath of you on the flying elbow drop, and he's about to hook the leg for the one, two, three. Right now, we're about to get what's trending from the big fella. All right, here is what's trending. Bobby Beathard, as we led the show with, passing away at the age of 86 earlier this week. Uh, Beathard, of course, largely contributing to building the Washington Redskins dynasty and, of course, hiring Joe Jackson Gibbs and the 81 draft that we have been over. If you missed any of our opening thoughts, of course, hit it up on the eighty on the uh, Odyssey Rewind feature at the Team 980 or join us 301-230-0980. Bobby Beathard dead at the age of 86 after suffering from complications from Alzheimer's disease. Rest in peace, Mr. Hall of Famer. Meanwhile, today is the one-year anniversary of when the Washington football team turned to the Washington Commanders. That's right. One year ago, we'll relive some of the pluses and some of the minuses, some of the highlights and many of the lowlights coming up during touchdown at 10. No Wizards last night, as Pete mentioned earlier in the show. They were postponed in Detroit because the Pistons were stuck in Dallas. Wizards coming back home tomorrow night to take on Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, as part Dame of the time. No, 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 no. It's Damian Lillard and it's Tyler Huntley. He and his two touchdowns going to the Pro Bowl games, baby. Oh, yeah, that's this weekend as well. And as Pete just chided me about, yes, Ron Rivera got off the golf course and traveled down to San Francisco to meet with Anthony Lynn about the team's vacant offensive coordinator position. And that's what's trending. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bobby Beathard, dead at the age of 86, arguably the best football executive of all time. 11 drafts here in Washington. He only had three number one picks in 11 years. Two of them turned into be Hall of Famers, Monk and Green. And you could argue that Mark May was incredibly successful and better than average at his position. Mm-hmm. Um playing in 159 games. He played 19 more than Grimm, uh, who is a Hall of Famer uh, as well. Uh, but Grimm with the four Pro Bowls. Mark went to one. Uh, Russ Grimm, three-time All-Pro. Not just Pro Bowler, All-Pro. Right. Which means you're the very best of the very best. Art Monk, All-Pro. Daryl Green, All-Pro. Seven-time Pro Bowler. So, um, and again, the three number one picks... Two of them are Hall of Famers. Right, right. So. I, I mean, it is astonishing. Uh, you know, and and I and I knew this that he liked to wheel and deal and and not necessarily overvalue first round picks, which I think a lot of teams do. Uh, and this notion that you you just surrender everything for a quarterback is just ridiculous. It's always been ridiculous. I've never agreed with it. What have you? But again, you were just got, kind of chronicling that, right? From Daryl Green's selection in 83, first round, 28th overall, until, until years after Bobby Beathard were gone, 1991, from 83 to 91, I'm sorry, in from 84, actually, mm-hmm. because in 83, they did t- take Daryl Green at the back end of the first round, from 1984 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, seven full drafts. Seven. They didn't have a first yeah, round pick. And, and you know what? And there were, look, I mean, there were, there were that's misses. That's incredible, right? There were misses. You could argue his best, his best player in the 85 draft was either 11th round pick Raleigh McKenzie, 8th round pick Barry Wilburn. Terry Orr had a, a reasonably productive career as a mm-hmm. uh, a tight end mm-hmm. uh, in the National Football League. In 84, their top pick, Bob Slater, was a bust, defensive tackle. The 84 draft, outside of Schrader um, and Archie and Ray Griffin's brother, Keith. I mean, Keith Griffin was okay as a reserve running back for like five years with the club, but nothing nothing of any consequence. Um, Schrader obviously you know, made the playoffs, uh, so you could argue that that draft was really, rather blah, um, 86 best pick by far the sixth rounder, Mark Rippon, um, you know, in that draft, Alvin Walton had a, a reasonable career, special teams mm-hmm. contributing. Same thing with Raven Caldwell, Kirk Avea as well. Kirk Avea, you know, had a touchdown. I'm pretty sure it was the interception. got knocked out of bounds before the end zone, uh, against Buffalo, the 87 draft, you know, Ed Simmons provided depth and uh, part-time starter on the offensive line. The rest of that draft, Clarence Vaughn was okay. The rest of that draft I thought sucked. Brian Davis uh, played 87 games in this league and got cooked a ton uh, as a corner. 
Uh, he was their top pick in the second round. Well, the 87 draft, just real quickly, I, I mean, Timmy Smith, uh, not that he had a great mm-hmm. career, but he obviously had. Think about this. Right? Do you but, know? How, but do that's you, the claim to fame there. Do you right? know how many games Timmy Smith played? Now, remember, Timmy Smith had one of the greatest games in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, had one of the greatest games in the history of the Super Bowl. Do you know how many games Timmy Smith played in the regular season in his, in his career? Uh, well, I'm looking at oh, okay. it right now. So, I, I mean, he played, but, but I, I Chris, would, he played 22 yeah, games. Yeah, 22 games. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, sometimes... Daryl Green said, Daryl Green said, this is a famous quote, because I was watching the the video from the the Denver Super Bowl. Daryl goes, I don't think I ever laid eyes on him after the (laughs) Super Bowl. It was great. Well, who was the... the, um, I mean, listen... And And by the way, their number, their top pick in the 88 draft... You, you, you think, look, if there's sports radio in 88, Chris Russell would have blown an absolute <laughs> oil filter, okay? There would have been oil all over the highway. They'd had to get so much uh, cat litter and absorbent out there. In 1988, the 55th pick overall, it wasn't quite as bad as Al Davis, who took one in the first round. Sebastian Janikowski at yes. 17 overall. Chip Miller, kicker. 55th overall. overall selection. And, and again, that was, I, I, again, the most remarkable thing about the the Washington Redskins dynasty under Joe Gibbs and Bobby Beathard and Charlie Casserly. Again, and, and maybe I, I remember that, I, I, maybe I didn't realize it until now, was the fact that they went seven full drafts without a first round pick. Yeah. And seven. You know- Another sixth round gem in that draft at quarterback and Stan Humphreys, yeah. who went on to have. I mean, so Rippin yeah. in the sixth round, Humphreys in the sixth round. Yeah. So maybe this is where McVay and the Rams got this whole mentality from, and the Broncos. Ah, screw the draft picks. We're, the Redskins did it from 1984 to 1991 without a first rounder. Yeah. Tenth round pick, by the way, in uh, in '89, Mark Schlereth. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty good pick. It's a, it, you know, it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Fifth right. round pick in 1990 under Charlie Casserly. Um, that was a guy named Brian Mitchell. So, Charlie kind of picked up the smaller college mantle, uh, from, uh, from Bobby Bethard, and they found some success with guys like Schlereth, guys like Mitchell as well. Coming up, touchdown at 10 is straight ahead right here on your home for Russell and Medhurst. We're here every day, 9 at 12. Glad to have you a part of the big program. And of course, if you can't listen in the car, take us everywhere you go on the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.